This is our number three of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is the program where each week we talk about the news of the last seven days and the events of our often bizarre lives where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality in the desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. Lots to get to in hour number three, including an update on the attempts of my wife and I to have a second child and why it's more imperative than ever. It <laughs> took a, a rather interesting turn this week. We'll get to that, I promise, uh, later in this hour. But I want to finish up uh, at least uh, one or two more stories related to the race to the White House 2016. Because, Leah, you know, in the last, I don't know how many years you want to say, five or ten years, that we've really kind of left the gravitational pull of the rational earth, as I've often referred to it in this country. The thing that has shocked me most and really made me the most despondent is not that really crazy, horrible things tend to happen now. It's that they happen with almost no blowback or any real fight to the death to prevent them. Oh, yeah, for sure. To prevent them from happening. That's what really stuns me, is that things that I never imagined would have occurred not only have happened, but with almost no one really willing to fight it to the end. We're all too busy taking selfies. I guess that's it. I mean, we're just such a wussy nation. And I've seen it so many times in, in both, you know, the general news as well as stories that I've been directly involved with. I'm just always amazed. Really? We're not going to fight this to the end, huh? Really? I know. Seriously? Well, the, the Trump situation is a classic example of this because I am more stunned that Trump is going to be the nominee without much of a fight than I am that he's going to be the nominee. I figured he had a hell of a chance to be the nominee, but I thought there would at least be some blood on the floor by the end. There's nothing. Not, forget about blood. There's hardly even any sweat on the floor. And a classic example of how pathetic the attempts within the conservative movement have been to uh, stop Donald Trump took a hilarious turn tonight uh, we didn't even talk about this last week, although well, I think we may have mentioned it, but we didn't get in depth on it. Uh, but I found it rather hilarious that just before the Memorial Day weekend, Bill Crystal, the conservative commentator who is always wrong. I mean, he always. is always desperate is, to be relevant. Uh, he is in Dick Morris territory. But I got to tell you, you know what? Why Bill Crystal is still given credibility I have no idea. Here's why. It, it, it's, a, it's related to what we talked about with Muhammad Ali. Because in, you know, we talked about how in the, everything that happened in the 70s has much more power to it. Well, similarly, Bill Crystal used to be on This Week with David Brinkley on ABC. Oh, good gosh. Back, back when that was the show. And the Sunday morning shows actually had impact. And he was a mainstream, he was one of the few conservatives on mainstream news media. So he still has a little bit of that pixie dust on him. And so, even though he doesn't deserve it. And I, I, you know, I have nothing against him personally. I I once had about a half hour phone conversation with Bill Crystal. Uh, I wasn't particularly impressed. Uh, He he didn't really follow up on anything he said he was going to do, but that's not unusual. Uh, the The reality is that he's wrong about everything, and like Dick Morris wrong. And so on Memorial Day weekend, he tweeted that, oh, by the way, I'm paraphrasing, but oh, by the way, there's going to be a third-party candidate who's going to be very credible and will have a chance to win. And everyone went, oh, 
oh my gosh, who's he got in mind? Who's going to be the conservative savior to come on a white horse and save us from Donald Trump? Well, it turned out that after the Memorial Day holiday was over, we we, we learned who that was going to be. Who? David French. (laughs) David French and the entire, not just world, but the conservative movement it went basically in unison. Who? <laughs> David who? What? Huh? And David French is a, seemingly a fine guy, uh, served in the military, but happens to be an employee, for all intents and purposes, of Bill Crystal as a National Review writer, which led someone to uh, to quip, well, I can't wait to see the VP choice. Uh, is it going to be an intern from the National <laughs> Review? I mean, uh, I mean, that's that's the uh, the absurdity of this concept that Bill Crystal really thought. I mean, wholly out of touch arrogance that somehow a total non celebrity. In a, in a world where we're completely celebrity obsessed, where Clinton and Trump are obviously going to win their, their nominations largely because of their name recognition, if not you know above and beyond any other reason. So a total non-celebrity with no money, no no, I mean zero national you know net worth of any note that we're aware of. So he has no money, no celebrity, right. n- no elected uh, experience, no nothing. He's going to step in at the 11th and a half hour where ballot access is nearly impossible in some states, and he's going to be the white knight. Seriously. <laughs> now, what makes this even more ridiculous is that French had already done an interview, uh, uh, some sort of video interview. I don't know if it was on television, but it was on video, which is important because if it's not on video these days, it really doesn't make much difference. On video saying he would vote for Donald Trump. Yep. Oops. I mean, now you you would think, you would think that the number one characteristic that you would need from your... Did you ever do an interview? Right. I mean, (laughs) your number one characteristic for your never Trump conservative candidate might be a guy who not only is well known, but also has never said, yeah, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Oops. Um, So this didn't go well. I mean... Crystal had created expectations that were completely unrealistic. And and by the way, when I saw the tweet, I knew it was bullcrap. Because if you really got somebody who's good, you don't need to tweet that. That's right. You, you put them out there. Right. You you don't you don't need to do that. At, at at worst, what you do is, hey, looking forward to next week, got something big planned. That that would be consistent with somebody who was for real. But when you have to prop them up like, oh, they're really credible and they've got a, got a heck of a chance to win, I'm like, no, this is crap. This is bull crap. There's, there's nobody. This is not going to happen. And sure enough, it was even more pathetic than I thought. And it got totally humiliating tonight when less than a week later, like five days later, David French announced via Twitter, and by the way, a column written for the National <laughs> Review, that he's not actually going to run for president of the United States. Oops. Hey, uh, so, hey, Bill, I wish you'd told me you were putting me out there for this. Well, in, in his tweet, he said, after thinking about it and praying about it, I have decided not to run. And my first thought is, don't you think you should have done the thinking and the praying before Bill Crystal humiliated himself and the entire Never Trump movement? Don't you think that would have been the, the correct order of things? Did you I do think the it was thinking? Just a uh, a shill for his uh, failing magazine, as Donald Trump said. You know what? I agree with Trump. I agree yeah. with. I, I mean, that was it, he wanted and it, publicity. And it, well, 
I don't think it's French's fault. I think it's Bill Crystal's fault. I, oh, no, totally. French seems like a nice enough guy. I got nothing against him. I feel badly for him. I don't know the I intricacies. Think he was used. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of what happened, but it certainly, it just looks horrendous. I mean, it just, I mean, it's it's a very close call between which was shorter, uh, his presidential run or Carly Fiorina's vice presidential run for Ted Cruz. It was, I'm mean, serious. I, I no, tried, no. Carly's was shorter. I'm not sure. I think by a day. I thought Carly's might have been longer by a day, but it depends on your definition. I mean, if you, if you give French, you know, when... Crystal actually tweeted it on Friday night of Memorial Day weekend. Then I guess his is longer. But regardless, oh, sure. it was less than a week. Less than, less than, for all intents and purposes, less than a week for both of them. And a complete catastrophe. And yet, and, and most importantly, a, the ultimate proof of the premise of this segment, which is not only are bizarro world things happening on a fairly regular basis, they're happening with nobody able to mount any significant fight and it's really and you know why, why? because Please they're happening me. they're happening every day it's boom 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 it's at warp speed yeah. all of these things are happening so quickly that we barely have time to digest the first one before we're slammed in the face with the second one you know, it's just over and over and over you know, that's an interesting analysis, Leah. You, there's something to that. There's no question that, that the time continuum, if you will, is all screwed up because it events is. are happening so much faster than humans are used to reacting to them. And uh, you're right. I mean, the world changes now in an incredibly short amount of time, and it certainly happened with regard to Donald Trump. Nobody thought, even I, even though I thought, you know, thought Trump had a hell of a chance to win the nomination as early as, as last November, uh, I never expected it would be this easy. I never expected that by by May and June it would be a cakewalk and no one else would be still uh, running against him and that the convention wouldn't be even contested. That That's a stunner even to me. So, um, so David French is out. So it basically now looks like it's going to be Trump, Hillary, and Gary Johnson, who has a hell of an opportunity to uh, expand the Libertarian Party, because if there was ever a year where there was a thirst for a third-party option, this is the year. I'm sure the Libertarians will figure out a way to blow it. Uh, they seem like they're already trying to, but uh, they've got a hell of a chance with two uh, former Republican governors running on their ticket. All right, when we come back, uh, I want to do an, uh, an important I told you so about the scam that the Hillary campaign has been running at their town hall meetings on the John and Leah show. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Thank you. 
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And that's the music that the Hillary Clinton campaign is likely to be playing on Tuesday when she finally officially clinches the Democratic nomination. I've never thought that uh, Bernie Sanders had any real chance of winning, although I am surprised that uh, he's not been forced. He's done pretty well. Yeah, he's not been, I've been, as I was trying to say, I've been surprised he's not been forced out. He was never a real threat, and and she was in a bind, you know, as far as how tough to be with him, because she knows she's going to need his voters in the fall. Uh, of course, if you're a Trumpster, you believe that those voters are going to vote for Trump, which I just find hilarious, but that's another story for another day. Um, with regard to Hillary, we haven't talked nearly as much about her uh, tonight, she's just not as interesting as Donald Trump, and there's not as much uh, discuss, not, not as much to discuss about her, um, for I think reasons that are rather obvious. Although it's important to note that uh, my daughter Grace pretty much uh, did articulate last week in her appearance for her fourth birthday, I think the essence of Hillary Clinton uh, when she uh, said this about uh, what she refers to as the lady president. She wants to steal all my stuff. Right. She wants to steal all my stuff. Now, yes. one of the things about the Hillary campaign that I, I want to um, mention, because it's an I told you so, is that this week there were emails that came out that uh, indicated that it is very common. In fact, it is the modus operandi of the Hillary Clinton campaign to, quote unquote, suggest, suggest questions for those who are asking questions at these so-called town hall meetings. We've all seen these these campaign events where the cam- the candidate makes a statement, a speech, and then they, they take questions from the unwashed masses. They quote, unquote, take questions. Right. Um, well, you may recall, if you're one of the dozen or so avid fans of the John and Leah show, that several months ago we played a clip from a question that I was convinced was, in fact, suggested slash planted. It was this one. Secretary Clinton, you recently came out to say that all rape victims should be believed, but would you say that about Johnita Broderick, Kathleen Wiley, and or Paula Jones? Should we believe them as well? Well, I would say that everybody should be believed at first until they are disbelieved based on evidence. All right, now when that happened, I said, and we talked about this on the air, and I believe you agreed with me, Leah, that that was clearly a planted question, even though it doesn't seem like it would be a planted question, because it's a negative question, right? I mean, why would you plant a seemingly negative question? However, well, we knew it was a plant. She couldn't pronounce anyone's name. Well, that's that's the number one reason I knew it was a plant, and which I'll explain when we come back, because I, I think this is uh, both interesting and important. So we'll finish this up, move on to a couple other news stories between now and the end of the program on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. 
And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And real quick, I want to revisit um, what we were discussing in the last segment. There were emails that were revealed this week that uh, strongly indicated and basically said that the Clinton campaign has an M.O. of suggesting slash (laughs) basically creating questions Uh, planting questions with people who are at their town hall meetings, which means that the Her Majesty Hillary Clinton, you know, she wants to steal all my stuff. Right. That one. Thanks, Grace. uh, That Her Majesty Hillary Clinton only gets questions from the unwashed masses that are basically suggested. Really dumb, too. Really dumb unwashed masses. Right, of course. Well, you know, they're Hillary supporters. I mean, what else do you expect? <laughs> but uh, but here's why this is significant, because uh, several months ago, there was a clip uh, of a very high-profile question, got a lot of media attention, that Hillary was asked at a town hall meeting. I guess it was technically not a town hall meeting, but it was a public uh, question-answer period. And uh, here's what, just to re- review, here's what that sounded like. Secretary Clinton, you recently came out to say that all rape victims should be believed, but would you say that about Johnita Broderick, Kathleen Wiley, and or Paula Jones? Should we believe them as well? Well, I would say that everybody should be believed at first until they are disbelieved based on evidence. Okay, now here's why at the time we said this is a planted question, even though it's counterintuitive because it's obviously a negative question. The first telltale sign, although this, I shouldn't say first, but let's go in reverse order. Let's go in, in backwards order. The first thing is she's not upset by the question, right? I mean, we, we, Hillary would normally, if that was the question she didn't want to get, there would be an icy stare. There would be the, the exactly. look of death. There would be angst in her voice. There's none of that. Number two, her response is short, quick, to the point, and, you know, it's a crowd pleaser. So she's not off guard at all. She sounds very prepared. Now, what she said was bull crap because none of those allegations have ever been, quote-unquote, disproven with with evidence. They've um, been denied but not disproven. Right. Um, and, and so she's an absolute hypocrite on this issue of all uh, abuse victims should be believed no matter what, which is basically what she said. But the real evidence, the real proof that that question was planted by the Clinton campaign is the fact that the questioner gets not one of the three 
women involved names badly mispronounced, but two of the three, Juanita Broderick and Kathleen Willey, are both very poorly pronounced by the person who's asking the question. Now, why does that matter? Because, folks, do the math in your brain. And it's, it's amazing to me how few people are able to do this, Lee. I don't know what it is about the, the way the human brain works or doesn't work. But if something was actually real, there are certain other things that would also inherently happen in conjunction with it. And if this person really was asking this question that was not approved by the Clinton campaign, the only person that would even think to do this would be a right winger. Right. Yes. And if you were going to do this, that would mean if you were a right winger, you had to feel passionately about this question because yes. you don't just go up to a presidential candidate in front of hundreds of people as a young person. And that per person certainly sounds young. Right. Um, yeah. The voice sounds young. You don't just do this on a whim. You've got to really you got to go to the event. You got to find the event. You got to stand in line. You got to get in position. You got to be able to get up there right when they ask for questioners. You got to have the guts to ask the question. You got to really care. And if you really care about this, you know what Juanita Broderick's name is, and you know what Kathleen Willey's name is. So there's no explanation for why you would so badly mispronounce your name, the names. But even That's if you some, had no idea what you were talking right, about, right? Well, you have no idea. The only other explanation, of course, is you have no idea what you're talking about because you've been hired by the Clinton <laughs> campaign to ask this question, and no one really briefed you particularly well. That's the more likely scenario. But the, the other element of this which goes to what would happen if it was real, which hasn't happened. If this was a right-winger who went to all this trouble to ask this high-profile question of Hillary Clinton, what would be the next thing that would occur? Oh, well, it would be all over the media. A, B, they would, that person would be destroyed. Right. Well, but they, here's what, would, <laughs> here's what they would, would occur. If they were the right-winger that they would have to be to have the interest and the gall to ask that question of Her Majesty, then they would have, at the very least, they would do a radio interview on a high-profile national radio talk show. Or, more likely, they would be, you know, an article linked on the Drudge Report, at, which would then lead to a Fox News appearance, right? Who was this person who asked this question of Hillary Clinton? But there was nothing. There was no Fox News. There was no Drudge Link. There was no radio interview. There wasn't even a tweet. Hey, I just asked this question of Hillary Clinton. Isn't this cool? Nothing. That's impossible. That's impossible that the person who did this was a right winger. So the only logical explanation, which was confirmed this week by these emails, that this is how the campaign of Hillary Clinton's actually works, is that this is a planted question. Now, you may be asking, what difference at this point does it make? <laughs> and the reality is it makes a big difference because, first of all, it shows what a fraud the Clinton campaign is. Number two, it shows they want that topic of conversation in the narrative because that's when she's at her best being the victim they oh, sure they want it out there they want it in the bloodstream but they wanted it under their terms which is why they had her ask that question so she could say well look let me just tie up this loose end that i may have right. created with this all rape victims should be believed only those who weren't against my husband should be believed. Exactly. That, that's basically what happened there. All right, okay, so I just wanted yeah, but, to make sure. But wait, one other thing about Hillary Clinton in this, if you see that clip, to me, it wasn't the mispronunciation of the names. It wasn't anything other than 
She looked like, when she finished answering that question, she looked like a fifth grader. Yes. Who had memorized yes. the correct answer and then was getting the applause that she was so happy she remembered the right answer. That is a great way of describing it. If you look it up online, that's a, that is a great analysis, Leah Brandon. And, and that really is the ultimate proof that this was planted. But yet nobody... Nobody in the conservative media has pointed this out. And I've sent the clip. I sent it out again this week to a couple of people who I know personally in the conservative media. I didn't even get a response. It's bizarre. I don't get it. It, It's so obvious that this question was planted and for uh, significant reasons. All right. Uh, When we come back on our last segment, I want to get to a story involving Obamacare here in California because it really shows the, the ultimate lie uh, ironically enough, since Joe Wilson got massacred <laughs> massacred for claiming that this very issue was a lie, the issue of Obamacare and illegal aliens, but it's a it, it's something that Lee and I feel very passionately about and, and actually agree on. And then also, speaking of uh, medical care, i got to talk to you about um, how I may or may not have impregnated my wife this week on the uh, final Yay. segment of the program. <laughs> well, still, no, wait a minute. Don't get carried away. This is theoretical. Yay. No, no, no. This is theoretic. I don't want to. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> All right, anyway, we'll explain in the final segment coming up next. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our podcasts are available Monday mornings, except on holidays, major holidays. But tomorrow is not a major holiday. So tomorrow morning on Monday, uh, you can catch uh, all of this program as well as uh, all of the John and Leah shows for almost the whole last year. At least like the last 10 months, I believe it is at freespeechbroadcasting.com. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. Now, when Leah, Brandon, and I uh, first worked together at KFI in Los Angeles, one of the things that we would uh, often talk about is the giant fraud that is the notion that you can create rules in laws that prevent illegal aliens from benefiting from government welfare programs. Well, there was further proof that uh, our view on that has been vindicated here in California. Leah, tell us about that. Yes, the California legislation has passed a bill which would allow illegal aliens to, quote, purchase 
insurance on the state's Obamacare exchange. Now, the bill has to be signed by Governor Jerry Brown, and then, of course, it has to be signed off by the federal government as well. And let's go back to 2009, the State of the Union address when President Obama said this. The reforms I'm proposing would not apply to those who are here illegal. It's not true. Yes, you lie. That's what Joe Wilson shouted out during the State of the Union when Obama said that. Now, here's how this so is going on. to you're work. Saying, you're saying that Wilson was right? That it oh, was yes. a lie? Wow. Yes, it I'm, was a lie. I'm sure that the news media will correct that immediately. <laughs> They'll be all over it. Now, here's how it's going to happen. Uh, you must first open the door to the exchanges, okay? So it's like a two-step process. Yes, you can purchase from the exchange. And then when no one can afford it, the subsidies will kick in. Congratulations, California! <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because we've, we've got so much money just laying around here that we can just afford to do this with no problem. Here's the here's the bottom line um, and, and why this was inevitable and why Joe Wilson was right when he called uh, President Obama a liar at that State of the Union. And, of course, the news media will never correct that because he yep. was he was destroyed over that. But it was obvious. And the reason why it's obvious is this. That when once you get into the details, once you get into the implementation of any government welfare program, who is making the call? The calls, especially in a state like California, are all made by liberals. And, and they want people dependent on the government. They, they, they have an agenda. And they also, no one is going to prevent someone of a racial minority from getting free stuff because it's racist. It's the same way, by the way, with voting rights. The reality is, okay, you can say that illegals aren't allowed to vote, but who's going to prevent them from voting? Because the person at the polling booth has to take the risk of being called a racist by turning someone away who's a racial minority. That's not going to happen in this day and age, folks, in most places. And what we're seeing with Obamacare is that, shockingly, yes, illegal aliens, at least here in California, will be eligible because, of course, Jerry Brown's going to sign this. And, of course, the federal government is going to sign off on it. And uh, this was, unfortunately, inevitable. And, and it's why we're so screwed. It's why you. It's why the whole comprehensive illegal immigration or no, forget they didn't put the word illegal comprehensive right. immigration right. reform the, that's why comprehensive immigration reform is a fraud on its face because as soon as you create rules with even a, a, a smidgen of daylight it's over because those rules those laws those codes will be interpreted by liberals with an agenda and there's no fighting back because right. because you're dealing with a racial minority who has the sympathy of the news media. So uh, that's yes. why we're so screwed on this particular issue. Now, I, I, I've had a couple of interesting um, uh, experiences in the uh, healthcare uh, world le- recently that were impacted by illegal immigration, and I'll, which I won't go into great details of. But, um, you know, when I got arrested a month and a half ago, uh, I injured a couple of body parts because I got brutalized. Um, And, you know, so I tried to go to the doctors. And at first I tried to just go to one of these clinics because I didn't think it was that serious. I just wanted it looked at. I just wanted there to be a record of it in case it became part of a legal proceeding later on. And so I go 
And I, I, this was bizarre. You know, my wife, I'm under my wife's insurance. She's a public school teacher. So she's basically got Cadillac uh, health insurance because you know, right. the teachers in California get whatever the heck they want because they run the state legislature. Long story short, this clinic wouldn't accept my insurance. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? What, this is not possible. This is, this is the best insurance you could have. It's a PPO. They're, they're, this is absurd. Well, what I real and I was pissed. I mean, I was livid. I cursed them out. I, I you know, I made the appointment. I left without seeing anybody. Well, what, what we realized later, because I used the same damn insurance to go to a different doctor with absolutely zero problem at all, is that this particular place was so used to dealing with illegal immigrants, they had no idea how to deal with this insurance. They had, they were calling the wrong number. They didn't understand it. They had wow. never had any experience with it. It's, I'm telling you, I'm it was just infuriating. And, and so then, so then I go to the neck, the doctor that has no problem with the insurance. Um, and I'm waiting for the doctor to examine the x-rays because they took some x-rays of my, my knee and my wrist and my shoulder. And so we're waiting, and I can hear that the doctor is in the room next to me. And I gotta, I, I'm in a rush because i got to go pick up my kid from school, and this is taking way longer than I expected or been told that it would take. And what's happening? He's in the room next to me speaking to someone who needs translation from Spanish, uh, which is taking, you know, of course, three times longer than it should because, you you know, no one's understanding anything anyone's saying, which, of course, means this person in the real world is an illegal immigrant, probably not even paying uh, for the care that is delaying me getting the hell out of there to go get my kid from school. So um, that was rather frustrating. And these are the minor little things that happen in a state like California where illegal immigration runs rampant that you never, you never hear about in the news media, you never even think about, but they are hindrances that occur because of illegal immigration, and they're, they're never on the map. They're never part of the equation yeah. uh, that anyone ever thinks of. All right, now one other medical issue <laughs> deals with the fact that my wife and I, as I've talked about numerous times on this program, have decided that we're trying to have a second kid, in my mind, largely because our first kid is spoiled as hell now after four years and needs some well, competition. A uh, lone kid is it usually happens. So Leah Brandon has been a big uh, fan of this. I have been yes. less so. My wife is obsessed. Good. And we tried for the first few months to do things naturally. Uh, we had uh, initial success, but then she lost uh, the, I don't know the what, what do you want to call it. It was only the about, baby. Well, it was a month or two. I, whatever it was, mm-hmm. the pregnancy was lost. Um, what was interesting to me was after not having had sex with my wife for four years after our child, uh, I suddenly turned from George Costanza into George Clooney, uh, because whenever <laughs> all of a sudden it's all sex all the time for two or three days during each Yay. month, um, which was rather weird, bizarre and disconcerting in a weird kind of way. Uh, but now, uh, since that hasn't worked, we've decided to up the ante and we're now going to, uh, the fertility clinic. Yeah. Uh, and she's getting sort, you know, all sorts of injections and hormones and. Oh well, boy. What, what's what's with the oh boy? Well, I mean, because when those injections come and all the hormones and stuff, I mean, things get a little crazy. Well, <laughs> women know, and hormones, baby. Fortunately, <laughs> we haven't seen too much. Of, well, of course, with my wife, it would be hard to tell because she's a little nuts. Uh, on a normal situation, but aren't we all? Uh, yes, I think you are. So it's hard for me to discern what's hormones and what's really her. But so far, I haven't seen anything dramatic on that front. Uh, but what's interesting about this particular 
element of the attempt to have a second kid is that now we're no longer doing it the way God intended. Uh, this is a situation where she is injected uh, with my sperm. Okay. Um, and In vitro? I don't know if you, I don't know what you would call it, but I mean, it, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, well, I guess it was. I mean, I, we didn't have yes. sex and she was inseminated uh, yes. with my sperm. By the way, and, and I'm not bragging about it, but my wife has never been more proud of me than when the doctor told her that I have an extremely high sperm count. So there, you know, I got that going for me, not which is nice. Not low and slow. That's good. Right. <laughs> so I have very little to do with it, but, but uh, she was, she's never been more proud of me, which is pretty pathetic. Um, but the most the strangest part of the whole deal was the actual uh, functioning of getting the sperm to the doctor's office because oh, yes. um, I've never had anything like this happen before where you have to get your sperm into a cup and you have to, and then there's a very short amount of time that you have once you get the sperm into the cup to the doctor's office because it has to be fresh, but it also has to be close enough to when her appointment occurs uh, so that they can prepare it. So I, this was Why very... don't you do it at the doctor's office? Well, I thought That's of... what normal people do. Well, um, I thought <laughs> That's about... What I thought. I thought about doing that. Um, and, and in retrospect, I probably should have done that, but that felt really awkward. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to... You're, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. I got to do it at home. <laughs> well, but the problem... It was, it was all... I had to time it perfectly because our maid happened to come that that morning. And so so I had, to, I had a very short window for the time that the maid was leaving to the time when I had to get this done, get it into the cup, drive it to the doctor's office. And by the way, when you live in L.A., nothing... Thank is, goodness there's no traffic. Right, exactly. You're always, you're always, always, always concerned about the worst case scenario. So I'm thinking, what if there's an accident? I can't get there. What am I going to do? I'm holding this cup of sperm. I can't get it. <laughs> I can't get it to the doctor's office. My wife's going to kill me. Do it me. at the office next time. Because you do it at the office. Well, you know what? That might be. I don't know what their porn collection is like there, but that, oh, I'm like... sure it's extensive. You're not the first one. All right. Thanks for the advice, Leah. All right. Till next week. Thanks so much for your time, Leah. We'll talk to you next week. You Until too. then, uh, podcast at freespeechbroadcasting.com tomorrow. So long, everybody. <laughs>